Welcome to Wandering Mind, an audio tour of some of the most amazing holiday destinations you can possibly imagine. I'm your host, Hope Faulkner, and I'll be bringing you all the information you need to plan the holiday of a lifetime. I'll tell you about all the big tourist attractions and let you in on the secrets locals love. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. So let's go on holiday. Today's destination, Abros. The first thing you notice as you step ashore on Abros is the noise. It's impossible to forget, even for a moment, that this isn't just a tourist destination. The whole island is also an enormous working hive, the single largest producer of honey in the world, in fact. The sound of the workers buzzing from flower to flower can be intimidating at first, but don't worry. Most of the bees on the island hardly sting at all, and as long as you don't bother them, they won't bother you. In case you do inadvertently annoy a bee, or if you're just interested in traditional alternatives to technologies we take for granted, you might like to take a class with the Abrasi elders in bee reading or bee singing. Bee reading is an old art that is now being passed down to interested young islanders, and tourists, before it can die out. It's actually quite fascinating. Throughout the day, different types of bees become more or less active, and the tone of the island's general hum changes. The island's elders have perfected the art of reading the sound of the swarm, using it to tell the time and even predict the weather. Bee singing, on the other hand, is something the islanders learn from birth, so classes are mostly for fun, and of course for tourists who want to learn to hum in harmony with the bees. I've met islanders who swear bee singing has saved them from stings when they've disturbed a queen and her soldiers. A calm hum can diffuse a situation nicely with the proper skill. The class I attended really was a lot of fun, and the stream of bees taking shortcuts through the tent seemed to enjoy it too. To learn about the actual process of bee working, that is, honey farming, it's best to take a tour of one of the many honey farms on the island. It's a shame to leave Abros without taking an interest in its dominant industry after all, and who doesn't love a taste of honey? A variety of tours are available, from extremely in-depth studies of the processes involved to simple tasting tours. Oh, and a word of warning. Abrosi honey is incredible, and the farm shops have some great discounts compared to mainland supermarkets, so you're probably going to buy at least a few jars of the stuff. I've already had to pop into the market and get an extra suitcase. Abros may be most famous for its honey, but it's also famous for its beauty. Many of the tallest trees in the forest that covers the island have viewing platforms built into them, though some of these will occasionally be unavailable for use as the bees have priority. I climbed up to one for a quick selfie, you have to, don't you? And was taken aback. From above, you'd be forgiven for thinking that no human had ever set foot on the island. Not only did I get my selfie, but I also bought a candid shot from the viewing platform's duty photographer. Most of the platforms have their own photographers on hand, and they're there to capture amazing souvenirs of your visit. They're also available for photo shoots, from engagement photos to family portraits, and even, if you dare take your dress up the tree, wedding photography. Baby photo shoots can't be taken in the canopy because of insurance issues, but you may be able to get a nice shot among the flowers at ground level. If you have an under four with you, it's best to hire a local guide anyway so they can help keep the bees calm. Please note that while you can take your wedding photos on the island all you like, there are no licensed wedding venues on Abros, so the legal bit will have to take place on the Athorian mainland. You'll want to be back at ground level by nightfall, of course and cameras can't quite capture the majesty of the natural phenomenon that takes place as the sun sets. It's been described as the dance of dusk, 
the world's most spectacular light show, and even a parade of paradise in the air, and none of those descriptions are overselling it. To locals, it's known simply as the shift change. This is the moment, or more like an hour or so really, when the diurnal worker bees down tools to sleep and the imaginatively named night bees emerge. If you could imagine millions of fireflies, each the size of a hummingbird and glowing in a whole spectrum of different colours, all taking flight at once, you might be able to picture a quarter of the majesty of the shift change. It's magnificent, and as the night bees habitually spend the first hour or so of the night scouting out the land, it looks like nothing more than an elaborate fairy ball. For the rest of the night until dawn, these unique bees will gather pollen from night-blooming flowers and return to their various hives. On occasion, a new queen will rise with the shift change, and the resulting swarm looks like a multicoloured comet as she races across the sky to establish her new hive. The chief beekeeper at Westglade Farm tells me his night beehive has a queen-in-waiting almost ready to go, and I'm really hoping I'll get to see her tonight. It is my last night here, after all. Wish me luck. Accommodation here on Abros is strictly tent-based, as are most buildings. This is for the simple reason that the bees come first. If a swarm decides it wants the tree next to your tent, you'd better pack up and move. That's the most simple and fundamental rule here on Abros. The bees come first. For the same reason, there's no smoking on the island, nor any kind of fire. Solar energy was implemented here in a big way ten years ago, and the impact of the fire ban on productivity has been incredible. Smoke, of course, makes bees sleepy, and sleeping bees don't produce honey. The only smoke allowed is used by beekeepers, and only in an emergency. The Abrossi elders will come down hard on anyone who breaks that rule, and you're likely to be removed to the mainland with all haste. There are various tent-based sleeping arrangements available, though. Some of the tourist tents offer more of a glamping experience, but if you want an authentic Abrossi tent, those are available too. Most families here have a spare tent in case of visitors, and are more than happy to let them out to tourists for a modest fee. A word of caution, though. It's not unheard of for Abrossi hosts to let out their tents to more than one party a night, so it's worth asking around for reliable hosts, and indeed paying a little over their asking price to make it worth their while. Make sure you tell them you expect exclusive use of the tent for the night. The Abrossi guard their personal space less jealously than many other cultures, so it might not occur to them that you're not keen to share with strangers. On summery nights, which here means about two-thirds of the year, some locals will let out their own tents and sleep outside. While this might look like fun, it's really not advisable for tourists to try it. Sleeping outside with a lot of luggage leaves you open to predatory behaviour, from both the local wildlife and the small criminal element you'll find anywhere in the world. Leave it to the locals. Speaking of wildlife, the island is home to a lot more than just its famous bees. In the less inhabited north of Abros, birds abound, particularly the majestic band-tailed eagle and the jittering parrot with its eerie cry and jerky movements. Also in the north, you might be lucky enough to spot the legendary great woolly bear. These fearsome creatures are quite remarkable in their relationship with the islanders. When it was first discovered, the great woolly's lifespan was believed to be as short as three or four years. The bears struggled with the weight of their winter coats as they slowly molted throughout the summer, and in spring, bees would also form hives inside the thick fleece, making the situation even worse. It seemed the majestic great woolly was destined to collapse under the weight of its own wool but the bear's tendency to watch the island's domesticated sheep would prove to be their salvation. After years of shooing them away from the flocks, one young shepherd threatened to shear a bear if it didn't get out of the pen. Perhaps the great woolly is more intelligent than we know. 
or the shepherd in question less so. But the bear sat down, and its unusual docility led the boy to actually try it. Not only did he accomplish the feat unmauled, but the next morning he rose to find three more bears trying to blend in with the unshorn sheep. With regular shearing, these animals can live for 15 to 20 years, and you can witness this bizarre ritual throughout spring each year. Please be aware that outside of the shearing period, the great woolly is extremely dangerous to humans. If you want to see one, please seek local assistance. For those looking for a more relaxing pastime, the hot springs in the southeast of the island are freely open to all for bathing. Massages and other spa treatments are available here for a small fee, and it's customary to show your appreciation for the free baths by purchasing a bag of native wildflower seeds to scatter elsewhere on the island, improving the opportunities for pollinators. You can also buy a second mixed bag to take home, but please don't stock up on multiple bags as souvenirs. The island needs its plant life. There are plenty of local crafts available in the markets scattered about the place if you've got friends awaiting gifts at home. There's just enough room in my new suitcase for some beeswax crayons and a great woolly shawl. For fitness enthusiasts, the island is the perfect location to enjoy hiking, rowing, sailing and tree climbing. Just make sure the tree's not full of bees first. There are plenty of low branches for beginners, and there's a certain nostalgic satisfaction in making your own way to the top so you can watch the world go by. And now, the bit everyone's been waiting for. The food. Obviously there's honey aplenty, and all sorts of food is made with it. I was a bit doubtful about the idea of spiced honey noodles, for example, but I was pleasantly surprised when I tried them. In fact, the way to approach the local cuisine is really to just try everything. Then try your favourites again. I probably won't be able to eat anything for a week when I get home, but my only regret is not being able to take a big pot of Chayuli's lamb stew with me when I go. I did ask, but she said it wouldn't keep. Stop by her stall and have some for me if you do visit. Access is by boat, and only by boat, the most convenient route being the ferry. It runs from the town of Sarossa on the Athorian mainland, making the hour-long trip in each direction three times a day. Sarossa also offers some of the more metropolitan facilities the island lacks. There are plenty of pubs, clubs and shops there, as well as an efficient post office. What a perfect excuse for forgetting to send your postcards until the last day. Oops. So, to sum it up, for a rustic, outdoorsy sort of trip, I can't recommend Abros highly enough, especially if you have a sweet tooth. The way of life here is quite unique and incredibly close to nature, so it's an especially great destination for city dwellers looking for a change of perspective. Now, I'm off. It's nearly evening. The sun is making the pink leaves of nearby trees seem to glow, and I want to watch the shift change one last time before I get on tomorrow morning's ferry. Maybe one day I'll bring someone special here to see it too. It's a shame to leave, but I've got loads of other places to tell you about, and I can't do that from here. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Hope Faulkner for Wandering Mind, and it's time for another adventure. Safe travels! Wandering Mind is written and performed by Eleanor Musgrove, with music from purpleplanet.com. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, and maybe consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wanderingpodcast to get access to extra episodes just for patrons. Or visit wanderingmindpodcast.wordpress.com for more information. Thanks for listening.